Hello, my name is J.R. Wallace. I write books for children and young adults, and I'm delighted to have you listening into this podcast. So, a big welcome to the third podcast in my short series aimed at helping everyone in your family learn a little bit more about creative writing and storytelling together. There are six podcasts to listen to in any order. Don't forget to check my Facebook page at J.R. Wallace Author to find out more about weekly competitions I'm running for this podcast series in 2018 from July 23rd through until September the 3rd. The prize in each competition will give a family, that's kids and their parents, the chance to win something creatively inspiring. To enter each competition, all you'll need to do is answer one simple question posted on my Facebook page about one of the podcasts. So that means you'll need to listen to the whole of the relevant podcast to be in with a chance. Don't worry, the podcasts aren't long, about 10 to 15 minutes or so, but they're packed with information, so do listen carefully. If you're listening to this podcast after the series of competitions is finished, then keep checking my Facebook page anyway for other competitions that I'll be running. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about point of view, or to put it another way, who it is that tells a story. What I want to make clear from the start is that when you write a story, you are the author or storyteller because you had the idea in the first place, and you're the one inventing the story from this idea. But because it's your story, you get to choose who tells it. That's because stories are told from someone's point of view, by somebody called a narrator. Now, there are different types of narrator you can choose from to tell your story, and in this podcast, I want to touch on the big choices that you have. Some storytellers choose their narrator instinctively for their story, It just happens when they start writing, but sometimes it can be hard to choose. That's because one type of narrator can feel just as right as another when you start out, but it's not until you get deeper into the story that you start to have a feel for the best choice of narrator. It can mean starting a story over again, which means wasting a lot of time and effort. So, what are the main choices for a narrator, and how do you decide which one you want to use in a story? Well, one choice open to you is to use a narrator called the third-person narrator. Sometimes, your story can be told by a narrator standing outside your story, who is not taking part in it at all, and who is therefore not a character in the story. But even though they aren't taking part, they know everything that's happening in the story, and also how all the characters in it are thinking and feeling. Imagine if this type of narrator was telling a story taking place in a town. One way to think of them doing this is by imagining them standing on a hill above that town and looking down through a high-powered telescope to see everything going on and being able to focus in on whatever interests them so they can describe it. Not only would they be watching and explaining what was happening, they'd be listening in with secret microphones to what everyone in the town was saying and with even more secret microphones to the thoughts of everyone, to be able to know what they're thinking. Because this type of narrator is not in the story, it means they have to refer to all the characters in the story using the third person, and all that means is referring to a character either by using their name, or by using he or she or they. And that's why this type of narrator is called a third person narrator. (laughs) 
So I want you to imagine our third-person narrator standing on that hill and looking through their high-powered telescope and wanting to tell us what's going on as they're looking in through a window of a sweet shop on the high street. What they can see is a boy in the shop called Lionel talking to the shopkeeper. And remember that our narrator can not only see what's going on, but they're listening in on their secret microphones too to what the characters are saying and what they're feeling. Now, the way our third-person narrator might describe what's happening could sound something like this. Lionel pointed to the pear drops in the glass jar on the shelf behind the shopkeeper. I want those ones, he said, and put some magic beans on the counter. The shopkeeper tutted at the boy. You can't buy pear drops with magic beans, he said. Lionel, I'm getting fed up with you coming into the shop and trying to buy things with those stupid magic beans you found in the park. I told you, you're supposed to use real money. And the shopkeeper frowned so hard that he could feel his heart clenching. So that's third-person narration. Remember, all it involves is watching people and being able to hear what they're saying and thinking all at the same time and then telling us what is happening. Now, a narrator standing outside the story using third-person like this is what we call an omniscient narrator. A what, you might ask? Well, I'll repeat it again. I said an omniscient narrator. And if you know Latin, you'll know that omniscient means all-knowing. And that's exactly what this type of narrator is, because they know everything that's going on in the story, as well as what's going on inside the characters. All they need to do is to pick out the juiciest, most exciting and important bits they see, so the reader knows what's going on too. Now this type of narrator can focus on whatever and whoever they want in your story to tell it, but the problem with that is that the narrator is following so many people they can't spend enough time with one character to know how they're feeling all the time, and in particular the main character, the hero of your story. So there's another type of third-person narrator you can choose if you want to get round this problem. Instead of the omniscient narrator, you can choose a narrator who focuses on just one character in the story and watches what they do and say and listens in on how they're feeling. For example, imagine our third-person narrator on that hilltop again, looking down through the window of the sweet shop, but only watching Lionel this time, listening to what he says and what he feels. With a third-person narrator only focused on Lionel, the same moment I described earlier might sound more like this. Lionel pointed to the pear drops in the glass jar on the shelf behind the shopkeeper. I want those ones, he said, and put some magic beans on the counter. When the shopkeeper tutted at him, Lionel realised the man was not pleased, and for a moment he wondered why. And then his face started to prickle and turn red as he blushed, because he remembered what the shopkeeper had told him before, that he couldn't buy things with the magic beans he'd found in the park. I'm supposed to use real money, aren't I? said Lionel. When the shopkeeper nodded, Lionel looked down at his shoes and wished he could melt away right there and then for forgetting such a thing. So the difference here in this second example is that because the narrator is only focusing on Lionel, we aren't told what the shopkeeper is feeling or thinking. We just have to work it out like Lionel does. This third-person narrator who focuses on just one character is called a third-person close narrator. The word close is used because the narrator is up close and personal with one particular character and only focusing on them rather than watching everyone 
like an omniscient narrator does. Now, you can choose a variation on the third-person close narrator by using a narrator who gets up close and personal with more than one character in your story, a select group of them, perhaps three or four. It means the narrator doesn't have to stick with just one character, and this can make it easier to tell a story. So those are the types of third-person narrator you can choose from. There's the third-person omniscient narrator who sees and knows everything about all the characters. And then there's the third-person close narrator who is up close and personal with only one character all the time, or up close and personal with a handful of characters. What you need to remember about these third-person narrators is that they are always standing outside the characters in your story and talking about them using their name or he, she or they. But if you want, you can choose to use a character in the story to be your narrator. This type of narrator is called a first-person narrator because they tell the whole story from their point of view, telling us how they feel and what they see from their position inside the story. This type of narrator calls themselves I and refers to all the other characters in the story as he or she or they. So how does it sound when you write a story using a first-person narrator? Well, let's go back to Lionel in that sweet shop and get rid of the narrator on the hill looking down through their telescope so we don't use any third-person narrator. Instead, we'll use Lionel as the first-person narrator so he's telling us everything from his point of view, meaning we see everything through his eyes. The moment I've already described might then sound something like this. I took the magic beans out of my pocket and dumped them on the counter. I'd like to buy some pear drops with these, I said. Oh, Lionel, don't you remember what I told you last time you came in, said the shopkeeper. For a moment, I didn't understand what he was talking about, but then wham, I remembered what he told me before, that I needed real money to buy anything in the shop. I felt my face go all red and prickly because I was so embarrassed. So when you use a first-person narrator, a character who's in the story, you are right inside the head of that character. You can only see what they see if you have chosen them to narrate your story. Using this type of narrator is a really good way of showing how the most important character in your story feels, and it helps people reading your story understand what's going on inside this character, making them care about them. If you've ever written one, then it's rather like writing a diary. But instead of pouring out your thoughts and feelings onto the page, you're putting your character's thoughts and feelings down instead. A lot of stories written in first person use one character to tell the story, but lots don't. If you want to try it, you can use a number of different characters in the story as narrators. It means we get different opinions and ideas about what's happening in the story. Some characters might be telling us exactly what they are seeing and feeling. Others might be lying, and that's where things can get really interesting. But that's for another time. So, you need to remember the two basic choices you can make about choosing who you want to narrate your story. I'll go through them briefly again. Either you can choose someone who isn't a character in the story, but who's on that hilltop watching and listening to the characters and knows how all of them feel, or just a handful, or even just one. 
Or you can choose a character in your story to be your narrator, so you use them to tell us what's happening in the story as they see it and how they are feeling about everything that's going on. With this type of narrator, you put yourself into the head of this character as much as you can so you can write about how they feel. The one rule to remember is that whatever choice of narrator you make at the start of your story, you should stick with it. You shouldn't change from a third-person narrator to a first-person narrator, or vice versa, halfway through, because it'll become very confusing for the reader. Of course, rules are always meant to be broken, particularly when it comes to telling stories, and some bright spark will pull it off and find a way to use different narrators. But for now, it's a rule I'd stick with, so you can practice with different types of narrator and see how they work for you. Choosing the right narrator for your story depends on how you want to feel as you write your story. Do you want to feel immersed in the story, inside it, with a character as they tell the story from their point of view? Or, on the other hand, do you want to feel more detached from the story and have more flexibility to move about and drop in on different characters and see what they're doing and saying? It's up to you to make a choice about what feels most comfortable for you, but also what works best for a particular story, meaning what helps the person reading it the most. Okay, you've listened to me talking about different types of narrator, and now it's your turn to try something. What I want you to do after listening to this podcast is this. You're going to try writing something using a first-person point of view. I want you to imagine a pet shop in a high street is open for business. It's the afternoon and four characters are standing in line waiting to be served. These characters are a boy whose parents are very wealthy and always give him what he wants, a girl waiting with her mum and her baby sister in a pram, a once famous footballer who nobody recognises anymore, and a retired war hero with a walking stick. Now, they're all queuing happily, but then something happens. A robber comes crashing in through the door and holds up the pet shop, demanding all the money from the till, and all the money and any valuable possessions from the four characters too. I want you to choose one character as a narrator and use them to describe what happens the moment the robber comes into the shop. So that means you're going to be writing in first person. Remember that writing in first person means you can use all the thoughts and feelings of the character that you choose. Write as much as you like, but end it with your character capturing the bank robber and saving the day. How they manage it is entirely up to you. Everyone in your family should choose a character and write a story. When everyone's happy with what they've written, share your pieces around so everyone reads everyone else's writing. See who's picked which character. Have they pulled off writing in first person? If they have, how have they managed it? If they haven't, then why not? Have they got into the head of the character they've chosen? And does their character feel real? If you want to try another exercise, then try writing the same event using a third-person omniscient narrator. Get this narrator to describe what happens and how the character you chose for the first exercise ends up capturing the bank robber and saving the day. If you choose to do the second exercise, ask yourself, do you prefer writing in first person or third person, and why do they feel so different? 
Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. My name's J.R. Wallace, and until next time on this podcast series, have fun writing and imagining. And remember to check out my Facebook page at J.R. Wallace Author to find out more about the competitions running alongside this podcast series throughout the summer of 2018, where you can win a prize for the whole family. <laughs>